as we've been talking about in the last few weeks, how to take this deeper of how we're doing intentions, how to be with each other for the day, how we want to be for the week that's coming up that we know what we might be able to expect. And also from, you know, later on in that future of what that looks like in the next year. And it's different to me than goal setting because goal has a certain outcome. The intention that I'm talking about here is setting the tone of how I want to be, how I want to energetically be in my feelings and my thoughts and in my action, not so much about what the outcome is going to be. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prebo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Intentions and Setting the Tone of Our Relationships. And I have a conversation with my wife, Ivana Rainbow, and we tell you some stories about our relationship and how we set the tone of our relationship, especially early on, and how that influenced the way that we set intentions throughout our relationship. In the latter part of our conversation, we talk about how we do that intentionally now in our relationship, especially this time of semi-quarantine and spending more time with each other. We've dived more deeply into the conscious intentions of our day-to-day interactions of how we want to be with each other and what that looks like, using visualizations to see ourselves be in the intention of the person that we want to be and how we want to respond to the situations with each other. You know, I think many people understand the power of intentions, the manifestations, but I don't think we take that into the behavior and the actions and the responses in our relationship. And this is different than goal setting. This is a process that you, of course, should be doing individually, how you walk in the world in your relationships, but also very consciously and having discussions with the people in your life, whether it is partners or family members or even friends, of how you wanna be with each other in situations. How you wanna be able to work through conflict. What is your intention of having this conversation and what do you want to experience with each other through it? So I think it's a really juicy topic. I hope that you enjoy it. And I wanna put a plug in again for relationship questions. I love answering questions from listeners on relationship issues. So I'm gonna make it easy for you. You can send an email to heartshares at yahoo.com. That's heartshares at yahoo.com. It's also in the show notes. You can click on the link for that. You can go to my website, heartsharecounseling.com click on the podcast page. And if you're brave enough to leave a voice message and have that on a future podcast, you're welcome to do that also. Okay, everybody, I hope that you are safe and well and that you are moving through the anxiety and the challenges of this quarantine. 
and some of the, of course, unknown of how life is going to be as we slowly open up our world and interact with each other. I hope that you trust your intuition, be true to yourselves, and feel your authenticity through this process and connect deeply with those around you. Okay, here we go. Conversation on intentions and setting the tone of our relationships. Let's talk about it. Okay, here we go, babe. Thanks for wanting to do another podcast with me, especially on this subject, intentions and setting the tone of our relationships. This is a subject that is near and dear to us. So I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Mm -hmm. We have worked with this for many years, the 25 years we've been together. And uh, last weekend when we were having our walk, uh, we were talking about intentions. And in lieu of this coronavirus pandemic, we were deepening into the subject and realizing, well, we could reboot some of our intentions and have some fun with that. Yeah, because I think right now in a world where everything seems and feels out of control, and so taking the time to set strong intentions is just not an exercise about like magical thinking, but it's rather a way for us to actually program our brains, our subconscious, towards what we want to see happen. And there's a lot of research that shows that that kind of visualizing and a future outcome as it's actually happening can program the brain to increase the likelihood of it happening. So I think it would be good for us to talk about how that showed up early on in our relationship about what we intended and how we set the tone of our relationship and also how we do that day to day. Because one thing about setting intentions that I think people know and Maybe some of you out there that are listening say, I, I do. I set good intentions of creating a projects or with work or manifesting things in my life. And my question is, and how much do you transfer that over to your relationship of how you intend to actually be and behave and respond in situations that are coming up in your relationships? And I want to talk about how early on we set the tone in our relationship by meeting at Eslin Institute, which is a human potential learning center. And we met there, uh, not knowing each other beforehand, and we had both signed up for an improvisation workshop. Two-month workshop. So I think the theme of improvisation is part of our relationship together and their daily workouts at this, or warm-ups, I should say, at this workshop was dancing. So um, those are definitely underlying. And then we decided to stay for a whole year at this place, and we learned so much. Yeah, because what part of Eslin, I think, is unique is being a human potential learning center, as you said, is really focused on authenticity. It's focused on the emotional transparency and taking risks of being emotionally transparent and really understanding what your inner truth is, uh, bringing out creativity. 
So we had that basis of that focus in our individual lives as well as because we met there together, which some people know the story. We were actually roommates in that workshop. We were placed in a single room together from day one, and we've been living together ever since for 25 years. So that foundation set the tone of how you and I interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were encouraged to use a lot of communication tools and conflict resolution tools throughout that year we were there, both in the work groups that we were in and in the workshops we took. So we tried that out on each other, got a lot of tools with us. Yeah, And what was so cool about the improvisation workshop, it was more improv from the feeling sense of the motion the movement, to sound, and then to a story. So it was very intuitive. Yeah, that's true. It was not at all based on a script or the mind at all. So for two months, it was about jumping up on the stage alone and feel the body and let the body move and feel the feelings and express that with words and be witnessed by the rest of the group. That took a lot of courage. Yeah. And then as we did more pairing or group exercises, you and I found out that we were good at improving with each other. Yes, that just happened so eloquently. And we were like, we're going to continue this. And we used that a lot when we were dancing too. Hmm. Our, we just don't dance traditionally. Our dancing is kind of a dialogue and a bodily, theatrical expression together. Yeah. So to me, that, that was our setting of the tone of our relationship was that we could improv well together in making decisions, and it was, it was playful. I mean, improv is about, in some way, just play. It's not about being stringent. So if something doesn't work or doesn't feel right, you just try something else, and you go along with it. And we did that well with each other, and I think that's part of our foundation of our relationship when one of us has an idea to to go towards it and explore and when the other one has another input we go with that and so we play off of each other well and so I think it's important for people out there to think about what was my foundational setting the tone in my relationship how how did I meet my partner in an aspect of was it a dysfunctional meeting you know was there did we meet through, let's say, the pain of a infidelity? Did we meet through substance abuse? Did we meet when it was just by default and we didn't intentionally create our relationship? It's good to look at that to see if that was some of the foundation to see if you want to actually switch and to reset some of that foundational tone of your relationship because I think that's very important. Yeah, and that actually brings up a thought about where I was at when we met. Because I had been in a long-term relationship and I was feeling unhappy there because I was not being met in a satisfying way with communication. And um, yeah, I felt really restricted on what I could speak to my partner about and it was limiting and I decided to make an intentional write-up about how I wanted my relationship to be 
while I was still in this relationship. So I did, and it was a collage of both written words and some um, cut-out pictures. And some of the things I wrote that I wanted my relationship to be was I wanted deep conversations about meaningful subjects, that there was no limitations to what we could talk about. I wanted to have fun. I wanted to watch and discuss movies. And I wanted to travel on adventures with my partner. And then at the bottom I wrote, and if that is the relationship I'm in right now, please make the changes. And if it's not, I'm open to another relationship. And lo and behold, I think it it took just a few weeks and our relationship broke up big time. And I was like, okay, so now what? And then I was inspired to go take some workshops for myself. So I went to different learning centers and took these weekend workshops, 10-day workshops, and that led me to go to Aslan Institute, where I arrived three months after I had made that intentional poster. And by then, me and my ex had parted ways for good, and we knew that, and I arrived to this improvisation workshop, and I meet you, and within a few days, it was totally clear that we had real good communication. Did I fit the bill of that manifestation poster? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just knew it in my heart. It clicked in, and... Um, yeah, and, and I, you know, I even had a, a flight ticket home to Denmark on a certain date, and I just decided to tear it up and stay and explore this relationship with you. Mm, yeah. And uh, here we are 25 years later. Yeah, it's so cool. I love that story. And I, I love the part that that was part of a journey, and our relationship has been, we call it, thank you for journeying with me. I love the journey that we're on. And that's part of the, the foundation that you and I have set, that this is a journey. And there's a lot to explore and have adventures in. And when you and I met individually, both of us in our past have done a lot of traveling internationally. And and I know for me that I wanted to keep that going. And I wanted to do that uh, with you and to venture into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we talked about when our year was up at Eslin that we would then go travel far and wide. Yeah, and we did. We we ended up Wait, traveling. What happened was yeah, though, the, the traveling far and wide was around an, uh, a journey that we weren't really expecting. Yeah, because before that year was up at Eslin, we became pregnant. So the new journey was about family. Mm-hmm. We got on another path. Yeah. And when our baby was 10 months old, their world was calling, though. Mm. And we decided to move to Europe because I had got a job offer in France at a castle for a friend. And we just decided to go there. And that's what I really love about you, Prepo, as well. 
is hmm. that you're open to adventures like that. You had no job secured. It was just me. But we took the chance, the leap of faith, and we went to France to check out this job of mine. Yeah. And uh, I was all excited about it, but didn't exactly pan out the way that I wanted it to pan out. So we ended up leaving and journeying a little more to Scandinavia, to Portugal. Yeah, yeah. we spent several months. Yeah, and on a big adventure and a journey. And yeah, it had its stresses, it had its unknown, but the improvisation foundation that we had in the beginning of our relationship that was around how we started making decisions also, what felt right, how can we really bounce off of each other with respect and trusting one another in, in that way, moving through conflict at times when we didn't, didn't agree, but uh, we were open to it, which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mostly it was a fun journey. The spontaneous part is so exhilarating. And it doesn't prevent us from, you know, disagreeing or having trials to, to test out and, and stuff like that. It's not that it's necessarily totally easy. For example, we traveled with seven pieces of large luggage oh, and a baby around buggy. Europe <laughs> with a, a little one. He was one by then. And we were in Portugal and we had rented a fisherman house on the beach and we stayed there for a while because we were like, okay, now what? We were looking for clues and for direction. And then fall was coming in and, and the storms from the ocean was coming in and the locals was warning us that we couldn't keep living in that fisherman house. So we were like, okay, where do we go next? And we were looking for clues. Yeah, and part of going with clues is how improvisation works. So we ended up making a decision to actually move to Hawaii after we were in Portugal. And that was a, a interesting decision to make after traveling the distance that we traveled and to travel in another direction. Mm-hmm. That was lovely. We had two nice years in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we got inspired to want to live in more of a community sense with more children around for Sander. By then, he was two years old. So we started looking for those possibilities on the mainland of the U.S., yeah, so we're just kind of telling you a little bit about our story and the way that uh, the tone of our relationship was around this kind of improvisation. Even though it wasn't just flighty type decision making, we were feeling what it felt right and discussing it with each other. But we we're open. There was a bigger window than I know that I was used to. And that really showed me and expanded my understanding of intentions of, wow. I actually have a lot of possibilities with intention. I can really open up my landscape. And that's what you really taught me was to really open it up with your artistic mind, with the way that you viewed the world. I had a certain viewpoint with rationality and around money and other things and having a, a business background and so forth. And with your creativity around intention, that was an eye-opening experience to me. And what I also though brought in was around my experience with sports 
being a college athlete and that part of an ability to actually intend what you want to experience. As an athlete, we have to really put out a visualization of what it is that we want, not focusing on what we don't want. And I did that a lot in my sports career. And so I had that foundation to know that that was possible, really putting intentionality into our lives. And now to transfer it into a relationship, that to me was like new territory. I continue to have a a certain intention that surprised me, and that was when I met you, I quit my corporate job, and I had some savings, and I thought that was going to be used for a lot of travel, but instead, when we had our child, I intentionally wanted to really explore what it meant to really be in a family, and how I wanted to be, how I wanted the life of something that was an incredible journey for for us. So taking that time was an intentional decision and just to let the savings go um, and just spend off of savings and not try to replenish it, but to really focus on the intention for what kind of partner I deeply wanted to be and what kind of father I intended to deeply be. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we, we really set the tone by moving out in the mountains in Colorado to just have the focus on you know, that big transformation it is to become a family from being a couple to to be a family is a huge transformation. And I think we need time to, you know, reset, refocus and make our intentions how we want to be a family. So I'm so grateful that you took time out for that. Even though everybody thought I was crazy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. what are you doing what are you doing just sitting on top of that mountain just focusing on that yeah Yeah. well luckily you had a lot of savings so we could do that easily Mm -hmm. and uh, so we focused on slowing down the pace and setting the intentions for our families was definitely lots of love love happiness kindness peace slow down pace, playfulness. Mm -hmm. And something that your heritage brought in that was really big. Ooh, that is big. Hygge, hyggelig, which means cozy. In Danish. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a very rounded, broad explanation what cozy is. It's a lifestyle, it's an attitude to life about um, treasuring moments, which as much coziness as possible. Yeah. And make sure there is these moments every day in our lives. And that was a real interesting insert into my life that I didn't have before. And being able to create that with you and really understand what it meant to, to create coziness in our, in our moments. And whether it was having tea out on the balcony or really nice soft blankets that were really cozy to to have on the sofa, other little things like that. But just the moments to just um, be and to look out in nature and to really treasure the, the coziness of being alive and being together. And there's a quality in that that uh, I didn't experience before. And so you really brought that intention into our family and from that beginning of how we created the family is how our life has been 
in that way. I really see that coziness is really a part of our intention as a family and in our relationship as as partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were definitely practicing that. We were homeschooling Zander also for the first 10 years of his life. So it was a slowed down pace of family life. And that so lived up to our intentions that we set early on. So I think it was it was important that, that we kind of laid this out a little bit and just hearing us speak, it's interesting for me to hear how the intention and the foundation and the tone of our relationship was. And so then how we kind of matured and also how I matured in my own work as a therapist of really implementing that to help couples realize that how important it is to set the intention of what kind of partner that you want to be. And many people don't utilize that power of not only what kind of partner do you want to be, but how do we want to be in this scenario? I sit with couples sometimes and I say, so what's your intention for the session today? And they really don't know how to answer it. Or if they do answer it, then they don't see the power of how that can set the tone. And if they're veering off from that intention, let's say the intention is, I really want us to get clarity and have respect while we're talking to each other. Well, that's a great intention. But now you got to really believe that you want to bring that into fruition. You want to manifest that into the moments. So some people get lazy and they don't bring themselves back to that intention. So I show people how to do that, like really focused on the power of that intention of how they want to be with each other and how you want to be individually. So sometimes when people say, I want to be patient or I want to be compassionate, I said, that's great. That's a great intention. But how does that show up in your day to day? You know, I think about, okay, Prepo, if you want to be patient, how is Prepo being patient in his relationship? So I've got to see myself in a scenario that I know that I wasn't patient in and to switch that and create that positive outcome. Me, not how you are going to respond to me, but how I'm going to continue to respond. And I think that takes a tremendous amount of courage to do that because that's an unknown. And instead, I can create that because the the visual cortex of the brain doesn't know the difference between if that's reality or not. So I can reprogram my subconscious to believe that that is how I'm going to be. And so I think that that's the tone that I really want people to understand that you can create an intentional way of being in your relationship, not just from a overall picture standpoint of what you want, but also from a day-to-day behavioral aspect. Like for instance, I love there are times when you and I are missing each other. Maybe we're starting a little conflict or just some misunderstanding that one of us can pause and say, whoa, whoa, wait a second. How, how do we want this to be? How, how do we want to be towards each other? What's the outcome that we want to have? What's the intention behind having this this conversation? What's the need underneath that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for example, when we are having um, arguments, discussions, and we begin to hit a wall a little bit in the discussion and get a little heated, and with time we have just realized, okay, let's just back up here and reset the focus 
instead of trying to convince each other about something and in, instead of keep raising the volume, the the voice, even just stop mid-sentence. And it's like, okay, I think I got to just go reset myself and go do some dishes or go deal with my plants. And what you do is you'll go take out your yoga mat and do some stretches. Yeah, I like some, to move my body. That helps me get out of whatever energetic funk that I was Get in. out of your head, mm. yeah. And that oftentimes can take up to 20 minutes to have that reset from heated to neutral. And then from that neutral, we uh, meet again with more neutral subjects. And I think that's important where the positive intention comes in because if you don't do that intentionally, then you'll revert back to talking about the disconnection the lack, the criticism, what's not working. And that's usually a default posture for most people. And it's usually born out of our own inner critics. And, you know, in some way, it's better to be prepared for the worst than hope for the best. And that's where I think it takes a lot of courage to actually not not go down that place to replay what is not working instead of reset, as you're saying, and say, okay, what is it that we want? How do I actually want to be? Or instead of me focusing on how you're behaving and what I want you to be more, it's resetting. How do I want to respond to what I'm not liking what I hear? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that is one of our intentions is that how do I want to be in this relationship here? And I want to meet in connection more than I want to meet in disconnection. Mm -hmm. And that is important to us. So therefore, we have been training this, simply stopping mid-sentence when we realize after a little while that we're hitting a wall here and we're going nowhere in this argument. Just stop it there before it escalates. So that's a big one that we use. Yeah. And not to hold it against each other, you know, because I think that that's where the building of resentment comes for a lot of people is not having that reset to reset, to go back into connection so that later on you can talk about what the challenges were before through the connection. So I think for me, that's a part of what I intend and visualize is how can I connect in this moment? What do I need to do internally to actually feel connection? whether it's a thought of appreciation, whether it's releasing off of my holding to be right, whether it's softening and having more compassion and feeling endearing, or just maybe even humbleness in that, in that moment, just to take the, the moment that I'm contracting in order to shift and change it to more of what it is that I want to experience. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so we were talking about all these intentions last weekend, and we intended to have more spontaneous fun and laughter. So last night, when we were about to start cooking together, we were kind of uh, meeting in the path right in front of the refrigerator. And we were like, oh, back and forth a little bit there. And then I just grabbed you and hold around you and started dancing with you. And you were like, 
just awkward just the first second there and then surrendering into the fun of just dancing without music. Yeah, that, I think that awkward moment was I had an intention. I had a, a craving for something in the refrigerator that I really wanted. And then all of a sudden I remembered the intention. The intention was, wait, just be spontaneous, have fun, lightness. And it was real easy to surrender in the moment and to go along with you in that quick little 15 second, 30 second dance and go, then go on with our making of the dinner, which ended up to, those were sweet, sweet moments. But the remembrance of the intention allowed me to let go of any kind of, let's say, contraction or unconsciousness that I had in the moment. Mm-hmm. It was a fun moment. Yeah. And I love that we're doing, we're deepening in these last few weeks around the intention of how to be with each other. Like uh, we talked about, that's always been a mainstay in our relationship, but being more together as we have been in the semi-quarantine situation, there's more opportunities to interact with each other in an intentional way. And you and I are doing intentions together, saying them out loud of how we want to be with each other, how we want to experience our day, certain things that we want to do together on projects, including this podcast, we're talking about how do we intend to be in when we're doing this? What kind of energy that we want to bring together? Almost similar to what we do and have done many times in the past when we... Before the quarantine, when we go on dates. Go on dates, we do that. Yeah, we always brainstorm first. What do we want to get out of this date here? What What is our wishes? And Interestingly, when we look back at our dates, they often have a flair of that intention we early on set in our relationship about journey and adventure. So that's what we often do on our Monday dates is uh, even though we might just go to our local town or city, we look for adventure. We like pretend we are travelers. And even intend to put more romance in those moments and be a little more uh, sweet and flirty and just kind and romantic with each other on those days. Exactly. Because we pretend we're on vacation. And that's often how it is when people are on vacation, they do become more romantic. And when we did go on vacation, it was wonderful drive, let's say when we were driving in the car as a family, we would also put out, okay, how do we want this to be? What's our intention if we were visiting family? Like when we were driving to Florida to visit my mom and stepdad, we would think, how do we want to be? What's the energy that we intend to experience? Is it loving and kindness? Is it that we want to take walks and spend more time outside? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those were actually interesting conversations because it's interesting to hear what each of us had to say about what we were envisioning would happen on our vacation, visiting the grandparents or going on adventure. And we were inspired by hearing each other's wishes and um, having conversations about and planning our vacations. And then therefore there were times I know that it was easier to, if my intention of how I wanted to be with my mom was not in alignment, you could gently bring it to me and say, hey, I remember that you said one of your intentions was blah, blah, blah. And I would quickly go, ah, you're right. 
thank you. Thanks for bringing me back. It wasn't a, a blaming or a criticism. You were, it was a reminder. And if I didn't tell you what that intention was earlier, you wouldn't have been able to help me. So there are some ways that we help each other when we hear our intentions of how we want to be in a situation. We don't browbeat each other and say, hey, you know, you're not living up to your uh, intention. We no, just we actually it. a lot use uh, I statements like, I intend to really have a good time with your parents and I intend to do some artwork with your mom. You know, I intend to give her hugs. I intend to go shopping at an art store with her, something. Right. So then I might gently bring that to, to your attention if that's happening or not. Are you experiencing your intentions that you said? I remember hearing that these were some of your intentions. So I think that's one way that we help each other to align in experiencing our intentions. And I think you hearing my intentions of what I intend to do with your mom also influence your intentions to take some moments with your mom. I remember you asked her to find an old photo album so you can reminisce and, mm. and look at photos together. I think you got inspired to do that. Yeah, yeah, because it, it also... It creates, again, that visual picture that I think is so important. Some people are visual in that way. I am. I, I really like to see myself in a situation. Some people need to write it down, and then they can also experience themselves in that by writing it down. But I think it's a creative process to be able to see how do I want to be in a future situation. And I believe that we have this mechanism to go ahead and program ourselves in that way instead of this unconscious, unintentional behavior happen that we just let external circumstances just take us down the river. And I think that's fine to be spontaneous at times, but it's really good to have more, let's say, management and influence of how we want to be. So futurizing ourselves in situations creates, to me, more of what it is that I am wanting to walk in the world and experience. Mm -hmm. And that's also the fun and excitement of being in a relationship. You know, we, we co-create by inspiring each other, or listening to each other's intentions, and, and that brings up these images and inspirations of uh, how we want to co-create our relationship together. And a subject that couples have a difficult time with is around sex, too. Like, are they co-creating the intention around their sexual life? Many times I hear from couples that they're having a difficult time in their sexual life because of expectations or non-communication. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it isn't because lack of communication about speaking about what is your expectations, what's your wishes. Yeah. And like you said earlier in our conversation we have, it's just not about achieving and going towards the goal of orgasm as opposed to wanting to have connection. That's what you and I have talked about in our relationship about. Let's just, the, the improvisation, again, foundation is really important when a cat needs to get out of the room while maybe we're in the middle of our experience and energy of having sex. It's not like, oh, geez, instead of like, okay, that's part of it. Let's flow. Let's keep mm -hmm. the connection between each other. We go with the flow. Yeah. And it's the connection. It's not so much the goal. 
we don't know always what will be the outcome of lovemaking, but at least we know its connection. And so I think people need to decide that with each other, to have some of those expectations to be said, to be understood, and then create together the intention that they want to have and to be able to present it to each other again in a kind and loving and respectful way. That's the one part I think is important about when you're sharing your intentions, that you're doing it in that kind of tone, that you're not, again, browbeating or criticizing the person for not meeting the intentions. You know, reprogramming ourselves is a really difficult task in many ways. Like I said before, we have up to 80,000 unconscious thoughts a day, and many of them are repetitive from the day before. And many of those, like 70, 80%, are also negative. So we're kind of run on this um, unconscious negative tape. It takes real focus and intention to create a different way that we actually operate in the world. Mm-hmm. And I realize, I think I forgot to answer one of your questions earlier today uh-huh. about how I set intention for my life. And I certainly wake up in the morning intending to have a really good day and to be as happy as possible and to look for moments of beauty and joy and deepness and, you know, that that's my intention and my focus. Yeah, you do that really well. You really do. So when you do that, do you, do you actually write that down? Do you, I know you're you're a huge note taker. So are you writing down your daily intentions, or do you picture them in your mind? How do you do that? Mm-hmm. It's a combination. I do write write down some of those intentions. I do my to do lists and my wish lists daily before I go to bed or in the morning and during the day, I have so much fun writing down all these ideas and wishes and planning. So it's a big mix of to-do and pleasurable things and lovemaking and, you know, whatever in there. And also to remind myself now and then, if I've been a little bitchy or so, you know, I put, appreciations on my to-do list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that you also do it first thing in the morning because as many of us read, how important that is to set your intention for the day when you get up. You know, if we catch our, our unconscious thoughts and make them conscious right in the beginning when we wake up, are we thinking about, oh, the stress of the day, all the obligations, can we again reset that to feel and to project the intention of how we want our day to go. And that's a wonderful thing to do first thing in the morning, as well as before we go to bed, because then that can work in our subconscious when we are sleeping and can really settle when we're in that state. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as I'm writing down these lists, I can see, whoa, there's so many to do things. So then I can take a conscious decision about So where can I put in some intentional joy for myself? So that's what these writing it down helps me get an overview of my day and see, wow, there's too much that's not so enjoyable or that is tasks. So therefore, what will fit in today that I will deliberately put in that will be a positive thing? And 
as we've been talking about in the last few weeks, how to take this deeper of how we're doing intentions, how to be with each other for the day, how we want to be for the week that's coming up that we know what we might be able to expect. And also from, you know, later on in that future of what that looks like in the next year. And it's different to me than goal setting because goal has a certain outcome. The intention that I'm talking about here is setting the tone of how I want to be, how I want to energetically be in my feelings and my thoughts and in my action, not so much about what the outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the difference is also a little bit, instead of having a goal, it's a flow. Intentions is a flow. And we flow with these ideas between us. Yeah, yeah like yesterday I had this idea in in the shower that came out from a text message that I had back and forth with Joan London from uh, my talk that I had on being interviewed by her. And some of it was around what we're talking about, intention and visualization, around being able to, in the coursework that we'll be putting out in the future from our relationships, let's learn about it part of our business, is how to help people visualize of how they want to be as a partner or in their relationships and all the detailed aspects of it. So some of the things that we're actually talking about now and in the intention that we've been focusing on more deeply in the last week created some of this creativity for this excitement to come out because I came out of that shower juiced. Mm-hmm. I loved seeing that energy with you. And I intend to have more of that. I want more feelings of juice to feel connected in, in that way, feeling the aliveness of how I'm connected with my ideas and how I walk in the world and just do that on a deeper level. So what we're talking about is really helping me do that. So thanks for, again, journeying with me and the adventure of this and being spontaneous to create some of the the dialogue of what's coming up in our relationship around this time with the pandemic and resetting how we walk in the world and in, in relationships that people are having to assess. So I really, really enjoy that with you. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I enjoy this flow too. And I enjoy having more time together at the moment here to co-create our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the tone of that. Relationships. Let's talk about it is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is produced by Oxbus. You can create your own professional podcast today, faster and easier. Try it for free at oxbus.com. That's A-U-X-B-U-S.com. Oxbus. Oxbus.